It's episode nine. Five. Six. Of down to dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to www.theathletic.com backslash down to dunk to get The Athletic for three ninety nine a month. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! Be sure to type www. Slam through. Taylor. <laughs> Whoa, hello, boys. You know, I was just thinking about what the best years are. And there's nothing better than being 2, 3, 5, 7, 11, 13, 17, 19, 23, 29, 31, 37, 41, 43, 47, 53, 59, 61, 67, 71, 73, 79, 83, 89, and then 97 years old. Those are all the Why years. Why is that? Those are all the years you're in your prime, Jay. Roller coaster. Of love. Say what? Roller coaster. Ooh. Slam throat. What a pick. And Jay. It's Jay. Wow. And God, I didn't think that joke would ever end. <laughs> I didn't, didn't know you were going to go. It could have gone longer. <laughs> it, it could have gone longer. Shout out to David from Melbourne. We have. Christian from South London. We have Christos from Greece. We have Paul from Cleveland, Oklahoma. Thanks for listening, everybody. The Thunder sit at six and seven. They have the 28th net rating in the NBA, negative 7.2. Yay. <laughs> That's the second stat of the podcast, and it's hey, right it's, to be it's, there. It's very important. Uh, it is. They're a bottom 10 defense in the NBA. 110.3. Very bad. Hooray. They have the <laughs> second worst offense in the league. 103.1. Yay. Which also might be a radio station. Thanks for listening. 103.1. Second it worst is. offense a, in the uh, league. <laughs> <laughs> it's a retro hip hop station. It's fantastic. <laughs> but uh, there's, there's, some good, there's some good things to talk about with this Thunder team. And Lugans Dort. Lugans Dort being one. And I think should we just transition to Tayshawn's factoid and get to the questions? Because we have lots of questions. Let's do it. Anybody have any any qualms? I have no qualms. What is a qualm? Qualmless. Tayshawn's factoid bigger in victory. Tayshawn's factoid bigger in victory. Hello. Marcus Thompson, oh. uh, the athletic, correct, Andrew? Do you yeah. work for the athletic? Yeah, yeah, he does. Okay, Marcus Thompson of the athletic. Uh, this is what he said to Steph during the media availability the other night. He said, uh, yeah, Wardell, why do you think Kelly Oubre is so good at putback dunks? <laughs> he has such a distinct voice. <laughs> Who, Mar- Marcus Thompson? Marcus does, yeah. yeah. He's like, Wardell. Wardell. And then it, it became very clear that the only thing he wanted to do was call him Wardell that yeah. he didn't have a good question. Well, for that's the two for one in this is I love that he called him Wardell. And then this question, why do you think Kelly Oubre is so good at putback dunks? <laughs> I thought it was really funny too. I, I really appreciated that as well. It's funny. Oh gosh. Um, so it just got me thinking about funny, like real names. I always forget that players have, first names because a lot of them go by their middle names yes for example deandre jordan his first name is highland yes highland deandre jordan and so uh i asked you guys to uh what are your favorite funny athlete names celebrity names just whatever you got i got a whole list i have i have one yeah do you know eli manning's real name what is it alicia no it's not that's what this says it's on bleacher report it says alicia manning <laughs> That's not real. You say, I'm serious. This is uh, okay. So you're is, so you're telling me a man named Alicia won the Super Bowl. Uh huh. Wow. Congratulations. Anything can happen. Twice. Twice. We, Twice. Jamon. All right. So I have as well. So who wants to start here? Uh, you want me to start us off with uh, classic Dick Butt Kiss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. All right, Dick Butt Kiss. 
I have quite a few dicks on this list, by the way. <laughs> Jamon? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Go ahead. Man. I thought have you had to. Okay, I'll just start going down the list. These I've are- got a few of them. Are you ready? Here, I'll start. I'll start. Come on. I got it. So do you know Billy Eilish's name huh. is Pirate Baird O'Connell? Is that no. real? Mm-hmm. It's like wow. Pirate Baird O'Connell Billy Eilish or something like that. Wow. Travis Scott's name is Jocks or Jocke Jocks. That's probably Jock. Jock Berman Webster the second. Huh. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Jock. <laughs> Why did he change his name to Travis Scott, which is just like a stage name, baby. A dude's name. It's yeah. the rapper logic. <laughs> yeah. His name. Is Sir Robert Bryson Hall the second? <laughs> Hall. This will be my last one for now. Okay. Chevy Chase's name is Cornelius Crane Chase. Really? No, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Do you know Halsey? You know Halsey's real name is Ashley Frangipan. Like <laughs> the bread, the the bread dessert. What? <laughs> yeah. Ashley Frangipan. So I got a list. <laughs> A- Andrew, you have any? <laughs> I don't have any. Okay, these are all uh, these are all real athletes. I promise. Look them up. So we got Dick, Dick Buttkiss at the front. <laughs> we got Harry Colin coming right behind. We got a Dick Felt. We got a Steve Sharts. We got a Dick Paradise. <laughs> this can't be true. True. I don't believe I, you. I'm not. I would not take advantage of this uh, of this point of power that I have. We got a Chubby Cox. And then we got uh we're gonna end it off with a dick trickle. Pretty good. Real names. I feel like Taylor, this is the this, reason though. This I whole time. This. Yeah. I, I didn't think that this is the direction we were going. Jay, you, I'll you tell you, it like, was, so it wasn't. And I looked up other ones. Like I wanted to talk about how I <laughs> love that Drake's name is Aubrey. That's just a classic. So His middle name's Drake, yeah. Yeah. And I was looking up real things like that and then i stumbled upon this list and i thought this is the only time i'm ever going to say these words i'm ever going to be allowed to say these words so so let me give you a couple more if you're ready for them. oh please come on earl joseph smith the third who's that joe smith earl joseph smith the third jr smith oh jr smith oh how about this one this one's a little easier okay albus Albus Jefferson. Richard Jefferson? No, it's Al Jefferson. Oh. <laughs> Albus. Albus. Sorry, I was thinking of Dick Jefferson. The other one I found out that was interesting is all three of the Grant brothers, uh, yeah. Harvey Grant's kids, Jeremy Grant, Jerry and Grant, and the one that nobody knows about, Jerry mm-hmm. Grant. All three of them have three different la- first names, and they all start with H. So <laughs> really? It's it's. Jeremy Grant's first name is Houston. Jerry mm-hmm. Jerry's is Harvey after his dad. And then Jerry's first name is Holden. Yeah. How about that? Do you think these guys change their names because they hate them? <laughs> I think so. Possible. It's funny, they though, because Andrew, you're a family of everyone's name starts with the same letter. Mm-hmm. What are their middle names? Also same letter? Mm-mm. You got to try pretty hard. That's That takes a lot of coordination to make sure all your kids have the same first letter of the first name and middle name. You're real boxed in. No yeah. one's... Is, is any of your family's middle names start with S? No. We oh, then, dang it. We're very Cause intentional. Because then, then their initials would be ass. Yeah, we... <laughs> We get it. Yeah, we were following you on that one, Luke. Oh, man. I wasn't. I'm glad you explained it. I was acting like I was with it, but I'm glad you explained it. I didn't get it. This is, why, this is why you guys are good podcasters. This is proof we're good podcasters. Hey, guys. I don't have a deep dive. I fell asleep too early last night. Deep this dove into his dreams. Hey, man, you better not go into that deep slide where you just don't ever do one again. No, I'll have, I'll have a good one. I'll make it up. I'll make okay. up for it next week. Okay. Hey, but let's take a break. And we're back. Twitter questions. Twitter questions. You know, Al Horford's first name is Alfred. Alfred? Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like Alfred. He could be Fred. Fred Horford. <laughs> That's his name. 
Hey guys, let's jump into our first Twitter question. It comes from at EZB300 underscore. Who wants to know if Dort reaches his ceiling, what would be a good NBA comparison? Aaron Yount on the uh, on the YouTube stream says that his name is pronounced Elisha. That's not how it reads. <laughs> Elisha. Still. It's still. Elisha. Still. Is, makes way more that sense. That makes way more sense. Still a girl's name. No, it's. Okay. Elisha is a biblical name, it's correct? A, correct. There's Elijah and Elisha. Yes. Wow, Taylor. Uh, yeah. Jay, thank you for that. You probably gave me that knowledge. What is going I'll on? I taught you that. Oh, That's me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, God. this has been this has been one one time that we're having. Okay. This uh, is why we stopped streaming it. <laughs> you know, a good NBA comp for Dort if he reaches his ceiling is maybe a better three point shooting Jimmy Butler. Hmm. Oh, what? Oh, wow. I mean, that's pretty awesome. If he reaches his ceiling, like this, like it's what, like 2% that he hits that ceiling? God, but is his ceiling going to be a mid range game like that? I don't think so. I think it'll. I think he's got a lot of pull up game. If you're a star, you use the mid range game. Yeah. Like what star doesn't use the mid range game outside of Steph Curry? James Harden. Yeah, but that was by design. Like he has that in his game. For he sure. has that pull up game. For sure. In he his does. game. I mean, I like Can, it. Uh, so I did a little just this is hard and mainly because I can't get out of thinking of Dort's body size, like the way he's built. Mm-hmm. And so I went to like and I'm, I might be reimagining who this guy was pre Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. But Wes Matthews in Portland. Mm hmm is a similarity to me. Um, he's, he's, I think his ceiling for Dort would be higher than that, but that's what I picture because Wes Matthews was a, a really good defender before the Achilles tear. And it feels like my very fuzzy memory that he was also a pretty proficient three point shooter. Um, oh, then as right. well, you he's a good three point shooter. I just think ceiling. Yeah. Like, he's probably already Wes Matthews caliber of player today. Wow. Hmm. What's I mean, if you guys not, I mean, we're not, are we not watching the same guy? We are, but I just think it's funny coming from you who you say, you know, he's doing really well. I'd like to see if it stays, if it keeps going. I feel like that that turned, though, for Andrew recently. Yeah, it did. You fully accepted the Dort. He's an outstanding defender already. Yes. One of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. That has been consistent. And he's shooting the ball very, very well. If he's just in the mid-30s. Which he's like forty three percent now. He's just in the mid thirties. He's a very good player, and I think that he's got more off the dribble. Like Wes Matthews is not going to dribble, and he didn't. You know that was part of why he didn't get drafted, was that he was not a guy that was going to put the ball on the floor. And Dort can do that, and if he can, I mean, if he can continue to shoot the ball at like a 36 percent clip. I mean, sky's the limit for for Dort. I re- I really think that we, I feel like there's a lot more there that we haven't seen that's going to develop. And so in in Wes Matthews' final season in Portland, he averaged 16 points. He shot uh, 39.3 percent from the three point line. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that, and this is goes to kind of your point. He shot 44 percent overall from the field. So a majority of those shots were from. Three point line. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, th- I just remember him being somebody that you always hoped the Thunder would have gotten, right? Like, For that sure. was always the guy you're like, man, the Thunder could really use Weston Matthews. And yeah. once again, that goes a lot to me. It goes to his body type. They're both kind of not because Jimmy Butler's what, six, eight, six, seven? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's for me, is it's it's I don't know. I don't know six, if he can nine. do that. Dort is a better version of Clay Thompson. That's what Hoops Talk 69 says. Yep. <laughs> But here's the thing with Dort too is if if he had the ball in his hands more, we'd see a lot more um, of his drive game and finishing at the rim. Because mm-hmm. I remember watching his highlights when he was in the G League. Mm-hmm. I felt like his whole game was at the rim. Yeah, I we were talking about man, this dude is athletic like Russ. I mean, he is a bull. 
and he's just bowling down the lane right to the rim. Mm-hmm. And we don't yeah. really see that that much with this team. And I think that that says a lot about what his potential is. Because if that was seemingly the strongest point of his game, and that doesn't even happen really anymore, and he's still this productive the way we're talking about him, then I think you're right, Andrew. His ceiling is beyond what Wesley Matthews was. Yeah, and I think you've seen him. I think one of the things I've been – obviously the consistency from three-point line is is the thing that's the most encouraging. But he is attacking the closeouts yeah. pretty well um, mm-hmm. this season and finishing. Like he's had two or three – uh, like super acrobatic reverse finishes and different things like that. I think he's, uh, for me, obviously the most significant bright spot for this Thunder team in this season so far. I think Baisley, and I don't, I, for me, I don't project a ton out of how Baisley's slumping at this point, but Dort has clearly been the be- the second best player behind Shea this year. And that's mm-hmm. been incredibly impressive, especially since we saw what he did in the playoffs and everybody felt like it was kind of fluky. Um, but I would say that even the development he had from then till now, and some of that is just having more rain to be more evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that just watching him has been incredible. And you're, I think, yeah, it was probably the Wednesday pod between you and Alex, where just talking about the reality of of how he kind of shifts your timeline, yeah. and with just a few hits in the draft the next year or two is you're going to have a really, really strong core to, to start moving forward. And then Alex talking about like putting him on loan to another team for a few years. Uh, that's pretty brilliant. Not something you can do, but pretty brilliant. I, when I think about Jimmy Butler, I think maybe I'm thinking more like career trajectory for him. Yeah. Cause Jimmy came in the league. He was like, I think it was the 29th or 30th pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought, okay, we'll see what this guy is. Really good defender. That's what Dork came in as. And then he was like, oh, he's 3 and D. That's cool. He's shooting the three ball. He's defending. Cool. And then he just continued to develop. Yeah. There was more there to uncover year after year. And so I feel like there is similar potential there with Dort. I don't know if he gets there. He probably doesn't. I mean, it's very unlikely that he does. But I do think that there is a dribble drive game there. I think there's he's a good passer like Jimmy is. So I think that there's... There's more to uncover. Can he hit that elite level? That's the question. I think you're right. It is. It's so hard to project with players like this, like because Jimmy Butler. I remember specifically one season when he started having the ball more and being one of the main playmakers more. And I was like, whoa! I had no idea he could control a game like this. Yeah. And he's just all of a sudden one year was getting four, five, six assists a game. And that was really surprising because you just never saw that from from that before. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how this Lou Dort thing is unfolding is like it seems like every second month there's something new that you're like, oh, I didn't know he was this good at that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's better than Jimmy Butler. <laughs> so he's a better Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that's exactly. No, we just I just I don't know. There's a lot there with Lou. I just, I'm very excited to watch his career unfold. And if this is the best that we get. If this is it, this is something the Thunder have really never had. Yeah. Maybe they had it like two years with Tabo, but he wasn't taking the volume. Mm-mm. He's taking five and a half threes a game. This is something that barely any teams have. Yeah, this is what everybody's looking for, this kind of player. Yeah, this guy right now gets a big contract. He gets a big, fat contract, and that's why... They may decline his final year and just have him go into restricted free agency and try to pay him sooner than later. Yeah, because that deal could could balloon. I mean, they could get away with probably paying him sixteen million a year, eighteen million a year after next season. I mean, that, that if might. he goes into restricted free agency, though, do you think another team throws a stupid big contract at it? I don't know because Wes Matthews. <laughs> I mean, I know he wasn't worth a max, but he got a max. He got a big contract. Yeah, he got, I mean, he was with Utah. He played his rookie with Utah. Yeah. And they didn't give him a long-term deal. Went to Portland, and then it was Cuban that threw a big max contract at him. Yeah, that's crazy. But um, that's, you just, uh, someone could do that to Dort. They could. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. 
We got to keep right. him injured. And so uh, going back to Taba real quick. So the years that he shot in the 40s from from three, let's see. It's This is hilarious. He shot 43% in the 11-12 season. Mm-hmm. He took 71 threes. That is the exact amount that Dort has taken. Wait, he took 71 the whole season? The whole season. He t- we were Everybody has... Everybody's acted like this has been one of the greatest shooting seasons ever. He only played, he played 42 games that season. He shot 71 threes total. Dort has already taken 71 threes in 13 games. Dang. So just a little, a little (laughs) perspective there with that one. And then in the, in the following season, he took 258, which Dort will take more than that this year. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Kyle Panabaker, who wants to know, do we have to admit that Andrew was right about the Hawks? Admit it, guys. No, it's just What did you say about the Hawks? I don't remember. Uh, I you mean, have a chance to just make up whatever narrative you'd like at this point. I'd be right. like, yeah, he was right. <laughs> let, me, let me reshape all of this for you. <laughs> no, I just said that I didn't think that it was a good idea to sign all those guys in free agency and that they weren't going to be as good as people thought they were. Yeah, they're currently seven and seven. Uh, yeah, it's it's another team. And, and you all talked about this, too, is I think it's another team that just pulled the plug too early. Like go one more year, go one more year. Now we don't know. I know that they're hurt. Like Anyeka's hurt. Uh, has been off and on. Gallo's hurt. Uh, Bone dot Bog, uh, whatever his actual name, Bogdanovich is hurt. Yeah. Now that you've <laughs> like, ruined uh, that name for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, but having a lot of injuries has not obviously been helpful. No, it's not helpful. Trey Young, shooting twenty nine percent from three. This Steve season. Nash got in his head. This is Steve Nash's fault. Because that one game, he said that's not basketball. Yeah. Trey Young immediately changed the way he was playing. <laughs> and I thought that is not fair, Steve Nash, because you I know for Trey Young, you were probably one of his like idols growing yeah. up. You mm-hmm. know? Not cool, Steve. Yeah, that's not cool, Steve. Yeah, he's he's struggling right now. Trey Young is. So the level of player that John Collins is. Yeah. Do you put him one tier behind SGA? John Collins? Yeah. Or two. I mean two, three. I don't know. I don't know how many how many tiers are there. So that's I don't know. You could come <laughs> up with whatever you want right here. Several. He's asking questions. Several. Like he's very productive. But I don't the, know how much he impacts winning. But this is what we're kind of talking. I'm kind of playing to your point from earlier in the season, which is okay, you have Trey Young mm-hmm. and you have John Collins, very mm-hmm. promising. Mm-hmm. But are those two guys that you want to go forward with and then put a bunch of vets around? No, I I don't think that they want to move forward with John Collins either. I think that they would have extended him had he been their guy. But I think they, DeAndre Hunter has been, been good for them. I think that's a guy you can move forward with. Kevin Herter is one of those guys. I think, man, you don't think John Collins, they want to keep around? They didn't extend him. It's so weird. I feel like he is... Like I don't a know. valuable player. Yeah, he's a nice player. A very valuable young player. He's, he, yeah, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't want to build around him. No, no. I mean, I wouldn't want the Thunder to throw an offer sheet at him. I would not. <laughs> and they didn't extend him. That, yeah. that tells you a lot. That is weird. That tells you a lot. If a team doesn't extend their rookie, it tells you a lot. And he called out there like superstar, which was weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I would be super miffed that they've signed and like Rajon Rondo hasn't played a whole lot for them. Gallo has played two games for them, just collecting a check. Like, just don't. You didn't have to do that. You don't have to sign those guys. Like, if Hunter's has made the jump, you even you keep Capella. You play Kevin Herter. You, you know, bring a Kongwu off the bench when he's ready to go. Just and then maybe you can get the seventh pick in the draft. Yeah, and then you're in a much better position. That's just my thought. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Thunderboy three two, who wants to know is Muscala worth more as a trade piece than Hami right now? Also, <laughs> I just got my first Dort rookie card and it's changed me. Fire emoji. Nice. 
Uh, I don't think either one of those guys have good trade value. <laughs> what? I think the moose. Yeah. Yeah. The and moose? somebody give up a second for him. Yeah. That's not good trade. Not good trade value officially. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know if it was the conversation was not good trade value. Well, I guess it was actually, we changed it. Who's but. worth more as a trade piece. Um, I it's mean, hard. I think I think Muscala could. Re- I think both of them could go to a team that has like a unique need at a position and really help a team. What's the unique need in for certain Hami? spot? What's the know? unique yeah. need for Hami? Oh, I think you all talked about it. Is I think kind of a spark plug, somebody that's going to get a lot of fouls. Like called on him. Uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm being a homie. I'm being a homie hater. Uh, for somebody to foul. I, I don't know. I, I, you're right. Like I don't really know where homie fits in a lot of other places. I think Muscala, and that's why I would say, like to answer this question, Muscala is the one that you know a stretch big that can come in and give you 10, 15 minutes or ten minutes. Yeah, he can at least he, shoot. Teams that yeah. he he shoots and he makes. Yeah, Muscala has a has a place on uh, like the Orlando Magic. Yeah, he can play on a lot of teams. Hami's a guy that plays on a team that's not good, and he produces. Hami things. is a is a Hornets player. Yeah, I mean, just and I don't mean to kill Hami. I'm just trying to be realistic. If Hami was on the Lakers, does he play? No. Okay, if Hami's no. on the Clippers, does he play? No. If Hami's on the Nets, does he play? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, actually, he'd be like their sixth man <laughs> just because they have no depth. I don't know who else is on the Nets. They have no depth whatsoever. But I'm just, I'm just thinking that he just he makes a lot of mistakes. Tommy makes a lot of mistakes. You need margin, and he's and he's gotten better. There's no doubt that he's gotten better this year. He just has a long. He's just had a really long way to go to become an efficient player, and he's been more efficient this year overall. He just needs to. Or continue to work on his decision making, and you know, perhaps he can become a good player one of these days. It, it's he's got tunnel vision, man. It's the thing that makes me the most crazy about him is, yeah. is he's got like a one track mind, and when he's got the ball, and that's not really something you want from a guy that can't do that efficiently. Yeah. Um, I don't know, you know, I couldn't go into his usage rate or anything, and I'm not sure it even really would count because of how he doesn't get the minutes that most of those guys you compare, but he just. It, it, when he's on the court, and some of that is out of necessity, right? Like, who you gonna throw it to Poku so he can miss another three? You know, like, which I love Poku, and I would love actually rather see wow, that. But yeah, Jay. sounds like it. You know, but it's he is kind of limited by who he's surrounded with on that team, but or in that lineup that he predominantly plays with. But it's pretty clear that he just wants to shoot or get to the rim um, every time he gets the ball. Yeah, twenty three percent usage rate. Second, he has second highest usage rate behind Shea. I feel like his ceiling or uh, Hami is like a consistent role player on a team is kind of like Norman Powell. Am I way off with that? Norman Powell? Norman Powell's really good. Norman Powell has been a frustrating player for the Raptors the past two years. Past two years, he averaged like 16 points a game last year. But at ter- at very inefficiently. Norm Powell? Yeah. Bro. Am I wrong? Uh, no, keep going. I love this. While I look up his statistics feverishly, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just like he's inconsistent year to year. But last year he was really good. Norm Powell shot thirty nine percent from the forty uh, percent from the three point line and fifty seven and a half percent, or excuse me, fifty eight and a half percent overall from the field. Yeah. Last effective year, field goal. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you said effective field goal percentage. Oh, so sorry. This year he's shooting forty percent from the three point line, and uh, overall okay, he is so shooting. He's not even Norman Powell. 40%. Is my point? No, if he was Norman Powell, that would be wonderful. His ceiling, if his ceiling could be Norman Powell, and he's not he, even. I Listen, I don't know why I'm trying to die on this hill. I don't know either. You're, yeah, don't. You've been dead the for guy. A while. It's it wasn't very thoughtful to begin with. <laughs> and let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Yannick119, who wants to know, when picking this year's draft, should the Thunder focus on the fit around the current young core or simply take the prospect with the most potential? This, I mean, 
Let's let's. So, uh, this is a great question. I is love there to get a young core? Is there a young core? Would be my question. Hmm. Yeah, there is. On this team, what's the young core? Like the core is like this is the SGA Dort Basley, the foundation of your team. That's not a foundation of a team. This is the core that you keep around, though. I don't think you think of like because you don't have the core. We want to tank to still get the better players. That's why but these are guys that we keep. There's one core player currently on the team. There's one. It's Shea, and that's it. No, no, no Dort. No, no, no. It's two. He's I think a, you have to add Dort to that. He's not. He's not a core player yet. I would, I we have say. different definitions of core. Let's all define core. It's the middle of the apple. <laughs> oh wow! I immediately think of the sun. Andrew. <laughs> so I think that. So here, I think ideally kind of Dort's like your. If if Dort if this is who Dort is, kind of like Wes Matthews, like he's probably like your fourth or fifth starter, right? That's a very valuable. How many members of the core are there? Like, how many are we allowing in the core? I think you could have up to four or five players in the core. I think a core you need three, three. So let me can can I jump in real quick? So I think that the Serge Ibaka role would be the one that I think Dort fits if you're talking core. Sure. For me, as I use the example of the original Thunder, like our first Thunder iteration, <clears throat> Dort is not the KD, the Russ, you know, or even the James Harden. He's not. But right. he's that surge piece in my mind. Sure. Especially kind of being almost right now, especially more of a uh, specialist in the what he brings to the game defensively, three points. I know that's evolving. We already had that conversation. But I think that – you would have considered Surge part of the core, and I think that's why I would I would say that I think you could include Dort as part of the core. Also, Andrew, you okay. just 15 minutes ago were saying he could be like Jimmy Butler. <laughs> we're talking about his ceiling. That's a different, this is a different conversation. No, it's kind of the same. Hold on. If you have a young player and you think legitimately his ceiling could be a Jimmy Butler type I said, player. I said 2% chance. 2%. That's what I said. So we're talking about his ceiling. I mean, I mean that's what you, that's potential of a young player, though. Is this? Yeah, you're you're if you're talking these like Taylor pro- approaches bold predictions. Just what you just throw things out there. No, no, no. These are different conversations. I think they're very connected. I think he's probably part of the core. I wouldn't put Basley there yet, though. No, I wouldn't either. I just don't think that he's gotten there. So. But anyways, back to the question. I think you have to draft the best player available. Period. The end. That's it. You're not. Mm-hmm. You don't. There's like what fit? Like what do you mean fit? I mean, there's just not. There's not. There's not a team here yet to fit somebody in. They're still trying to figure out who the team is, and they don't have a team identity. They don't have a. They don't have any of that yet. I mean, right now their team identity is drive to the basket, shoot threes, play hard. Mm. That's what. And you're not going to win a championship like that. You win a championship by having a top five player in the NBA and really a Hall of Fame type of player. And then then you have a fit around them. Like Shea is very good, and he's, he's had a great season so far. He's a good player. He's not a top five player in the league. And you're not trying to, like, fit something around them. That would be a – to me, it would be a huge mistake. Yeah. On the level of, like – and teams have done this before where they get in the top five and you're the Portland Trailblazers. You're like, yeah, we don't need a shooting guard. We shouldn't draft Michael Jordan. It's like, okay. Get Sam Bowie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there when you have these like pretty good players and you decide that you're going to try to fit around them. That's when you make the, that's when teams make the biggest mistakes. But I think the other thing that I would say about that is in, in an increasingly positionless game, like, it doesn't matter. Just draft the best guy. Yeah, it doesn't like, matter if they're a point guard. Jay can play next guard. next to Jalen Suggs. He can play next to Kate Cunningham. Like obviously Jalen Green, Kuminga, Evan Mobley, all of these different guys. Like that's the easy one. But it doesn't matter if you have three guys that are elite level ball handlers who can score. Like fantastic. Roll it out. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Like yeah, I don't know. That's the stuff that's exciting to me. Is in this game, this era of basketball, like. Unless you just have a gaping hole at the center position, um, I just think, and, and even then, I'm, and this is why I'm really struggling to be in on on Mobley. Just I know he's a 
like the actual quintessential unicorn. But man, the big position is just so, and I think maybe it's evolving a little bit with the Lakers rise. I think Jokic, obviously, and beat all those guys. But I just, it's hard for me to think about expending that kind of draft capital on a big. But if, if it's a wing player, anybody that plays from four to four to the point, just draft them. The best one available, get them and move on. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the big position, you don't want to just draft any big. Like I wouldn't have drafted James Wiseman at two. I think that was n- yeah. not a smart pick. Because I don't think James Wiseman is going to be a top five center in the NBA. It's possible he gets there. It doesn't seem like it didn't seem like he's got got it to get there. Joel Embiid has it. You know. <laughs> Joel Embiid is a guy that you should draft in the top five. You know, Nicole Jokic is a guy that you should draft in the top five. Uh because those are game-changing guys. Those are your top-level centers. <laughs> yeah, those are your top, those are your top-level centers. So I, those are the, and I think Evan Mobley can be a top-level big guy. So that's what I, that's that's why I would be okay with drafting him because I think he can change the game. Yeah, he's so weird, man. I mean, <clears throat> in all the right, like the ways that you're like. Probably would take a flyer on him. That's why he's moved up to number. I mean, he's number two in a lot of drafts. Number three. Yeah, he's a he's a, sh- a shot blocker. He can hit threes. He can handle. He can play on the block. I mean, he can do everything. I mean, if he's Chris Bosh, let's say he's Chris Bosh level of player. Whoa, with a handle. If yeah. he's Chris Bosh, then that means he's our third best player, and we need two players better than him to win a championship. This is why you don't just tank for one season. Mm. Wow. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at NZ Big Mike. He wants to know, are there any rookies or unproven players from teams trying to push at the moment that you'd try to pick up on the cheap, i.e. Culver, Carter Jr., Lonzo, Monk, Hampton, Bidadze, Bamba. (laughs) Bamba as in Mo Bamba? What other Bombas are there? Yeah, but why is he on this list? Well, I mean, the Magic are always trying to make a push. Yeah, but he can't. I would, I mean, I would take magic. a runner on Bomba. He can't. Like, even I don't know what I would give magic. up, but why not? Because he can't even play on the Magic. Well, and they been, put, they use like a top pick on him. Yeah, he's been out, though. Um, when You're also taking a bet. For me, is it's always taking a bet on a bad franchise, keeping somebody that has any potential from really developing. Yeah. So the most famous. So when I Google Mo Bamba, the very first thing that comes up is Mo Bamba is a single by American rapper Sheck West. That's the that's the more famous Mo Bamba. The song about Mo Bamba. Could we get him on the team? Sheck West. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. also like the. I kind of. I, Jared Culver has found himself out of the starting lineup. He's still playing in the rotation a little bit. I don't think the Wolves are at this point, um, but Culver somebody that coming out of Texas Tech obviously had a great run in the NCAA tournament. It's just somebody that if they wanted to get, hey, we don't have a spot for him and we need to recruit some, recoup some draft assets. Is there anything? I would look at something like that. What would you um, give up for a guy like Jared? I, I don't know. Like, that's what's hard to know. Like, a super protected first, you know, that turns into two seconds and 2050, something like that. Like, that's something because it's hard. And it's, which is where the Wolves probably balk on it, right? Because I mean, that's the struggle of trading for any of any of these guys is they that get a top five pick for them, you know? The Thunder aren't going to give up enough to make it worth it for the other team to actually do the deal. Unless somebody really loved, unless Sam really loved Jarrett Culver, like yeah. in the Victor Oladipo, like we knew that he watched him, we knew he was scouted him, he loved Vic, you know, five years before. Yeah, but we just don't know that about Jarrett Culver. Yeah, Lonzo, somebody that I would look at, and it wouldn't even be giving up anything; it would be making an offer to him in restricted free agency. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I don't I think there's he's he has a really interesting game and he hasn't shot the ball well this year, but he's a guy I would take a shot on. I think that he's I think there's a lot there with Lonzo. I think that he could be a really nice role player for you. I don't know that the Thunder really have 
a great place for him. And he wouldn't definitely would not be a part of the core, but if he's willing to come <laughs> off the bench, that's fine. I like that we should use the core as much as we can. <laughs> he's not part of the core. He would not be part of the core. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It's been kicked out of the core in New, in New Orleans. <laughs> this Twitter question comes from at Bangelope, who wants to know Reese's versus the field. Reese's cups versus the field. Or just Reese's and like pieces. Reese's pieces. I part of that, I guess. Yeah, I think you can put the, the whole, whole Reese's, Reese's family. family. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting question. So are we only talking do does this include gummies? Yeah, this, yeah. Like this is just candies. Weep? This is just candies. All candy? Then give me the field. Yeah, what gummies are you talking about here, man? You talking about weed gummies? I think we're. I'm. I'm not. I'm oh. talking about just like gummy worms, gummy, gummy worms, gummy bears. I mean, there's a there's times where I'm. I want chocolate, but there's times where I want some gummies. I understand the sour worms, Reese's, yeah, like or worms. the field. Sometimes, sometimes gummies are good. Yeah. So I take the field. Reese's. Reese's are Reese's though they're so good. You, you have, have a microphone. Reese's are so good. Reese's are good. I'm not saying that they're not good. I think they're very good. I just think just that if, if, if I'm stuck, if I'm stuck in Reese's for the rest of my life, yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be looking at other candies. Oh, it'd be so good to have that other candy. Oh yeah, you're yeah. Gonna, can't eat that Snickers good. anymore. Snickers is gone, Milky Way. But if you take the field, you can never have the Reese's. And think how much you're gonna be like. Oh, what about the Reese's? Though? Um, do we have a do we have a Reese's like competitor knockoff version? Yeah. No, any anything that's any knockoff version of Reese's is never good enough. And you're just like, ah, I just wish I had a Reese's. I agree. Uh, Trader Joe's has like kind of a Reese's. That's fine. It would be like if you had a hankering for Reese's. Like, oh my god, you're just sweating and you can't get through. I don't the know. Day. You can't I've, work. I don't know yet. You ever uh, get to that I'm, point? I'm You're having Reese's withdrawals at yeah. work. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No. I mean, I would just no. I'd, I'd be. I'd be cool. I'd be fine. I'll take the field as well because I'm a symphony man. That's my favorite candy. Oh yeah, I remember that. I'll take the. I'll. I'll. I'll take the field. I like Starburst a whole lot. Oh. Yeah, you couldn't have the burst, man. Couldn't have the the idols skittles. <laughs> couldn't have the idols. Couldn't have the skits. <laughs> Jay, which field? Yeah, once you start talking about the field, it becomes way more evident than like, ah, I mean, I love like Reese's top, top candy to me. It's a good candy. But the field, like that's a lot that you lose. Yeah. You're losing a lot. It's, Jay, it's literally every other candy. It's the field. Yeah. It's, it's a, the core of candies. It's a field of candy. Just imagine an entire field of candy. Wow. Is that imagine what she's asking? Candyland. Yeah. Do you want to play? Do you Candyland? want one Reese's? Or an entire field of candy. Oh, man. That's what oh, she's God, asking. Oh, God, I'd die. I think that's what she's asking. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It, it comes from at Warner West 2 who wants to know, in the situation where we get two top 10 picks, would you prefer that OKC takes two home run swings or take a safer pick? i.e. Mobley and Zaire Williams or Mobley and Moses Moody. They're going to be swinging. From here on, the Thunder are swinging. Oh, BSE, big swing. Until, until they get their actual core, they're going to be swinging. Oh, wow, thanks. Um, yeah, until that actually happens. Because the, they stopped. like They took Andre Robertson, right? Like, okay, now we need to fit guys right onto this roster. Okay, Andre Robertson, great. We'll fit him onto this roster. We see a fit for him. Until then, they're just gonna, I mean, that's what they did with Baisley. That's what they did with Poku. That's what they're going to do in this upcoming draft. I'd be pissed if we tank, get those top picks, and you just take like a safe player. Maybe yeah. you take Evan Mobley because he is, he has the most talent. Well, at the that top pick. five guys are going. Are actually relatively safe. All yeah, of, like almost all of them. Zaire so Williams so could be take. very good. Yeah, but so this draft, the big swing pick, is kind the of Oklahoma City Thunder select Luke Garza Ooh. from the University of Iowa. I mean, if they, wow. if they, Luke Stevens from the Down to Dunk podcast. <laughs> oh, now that's a swing. That's a swing, <laughs> that's baby. That's the biggest swing you take. You have to rebuild my shot. Oh, he's part of the core immediately. Is, we don't understand the the meaning of swing. 
That's a uh, big swing. Officially. swing. officially. <laughs> hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at B Air Jordan. Who wants to know on March 1st, will the Thunder have over under 11.5 wins? March 1st. So that's a long The month way of away. January. How many they games? currently have. We're counting. Andrew's counting games right now. That's why nobody's talking. 20. 20 games. So they'd have to. So can they win six out of the next 20? Yeah. Can they win six games out of the next 20? Oh, man. I think they can. I definitely think they can. But what I guess it all depends on what trades happen between now and then, right? I mean, you if Al Horford and Hill are gone by then, then losing 14 out of the next 20 becomes a lot, uh, or 15 out of the next 20 becomes a lot more I think they're uh, realistic. I think they're favored in they play two games. I think they're favored in two games. Yeah, they play Houston twice. Game. They play Minnesota twice. I think Houston is they likely play, favored in those games, depending on who's playing. At Cleveland. And then Cleveland's home versus Atlanta. Good. Cleveland's pretty good. I'm just thinking, like, because San Antonio's in there. San Antonio has already beaten the Thunder. Yeah, pretty. I mean, it's a pretty rough schedule. Denver, San Antonio, Miami, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Portland, Milwaukee, Denver, L.A., both L.A. teams twice, Houston twice, Minnesota twice, Brooklyn, and Phoenix. So to go under, they'd have to, like, it's five of the next 20 is what they win to go under. Yeah. God, I just think they're going to win more than that, unfortunately. I don't. I go over. I think they're under. I think they're over. I think they're under. Possibly way under. Six of twenty games, dude. Look at the schedule. I look don't at, give a I think crap they beat, about the. I think they beat. Look I think the they score. Look at the core. You should. You should care about the schedule. My bet saying. is they beat Houston and Minnesota once apiece. They split those, and then nice. they win probably two of those other games. Like they're somewhere gonna win in there, games. Two others. Yeah, they're gonna win games that they have no business winning because Let's. that's how they've been they, playing. They have not been close to a good team, like an actual good team. They have not. It's not been close at all. They beat the Nets, but that was a beer. Depleted Nets. Yeah, let's bet more than one beer on it. Let's bet two beers on it. You can bet as many as you'd like. Morning beers. Hey, we have the time. Let's just do this, Taylor. Yep. Do they beat the Clippers on Friday or Sunday? No. Do they go to Portland and win on Monday? Second night of second night of a back to back. Maybe. Maybe. Do they beat Phoenix? (laughs) Uh. No, no. Maybe. Do they beat maybe. Brooklyn? Oh, maybe. Maybe. No. Do they beat Brooklyn? Do they beat no. Houston or Minnesota? Maybe. Maybe. Good. This is a great practice. Thank yeah. you, guys. You guys have shown us. Hey, man. Anything <laughs> can happen. Anything is possible. Anything can happen, guys. It's not, it's not if, what this is. If the season was just look at the schedule and do wins and losses... We know we could pick the champion right now. Why are we even doing a podcast? Exactly. Why are we even here? Why don't you guys just leave and JNL exactly. continue? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> this, is, this is the worst. This we'll is bet, we're betting two beers on it. We can bet. Let's just do it. let's make it let's legit bet. and bet. I'll be over. Do you want two to, morning beers. I'll have two morning beers. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Six games to five games. Whatever it is. Hey, pound we'll on bet it. it. Wow. I'm not touching your hand. Pound it, it, brother. Jay, pound. You're betting on something that you are clearly not even in the realm of close to confident about. Six get one more game than what you think they will win. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can do that. And but, and then I just started listing the schedule, and you're like, <laughs> sounds like someone's scared to make the bet. I I can't. I, here, I got you guys. Thanks, they, man. they will be favored in two games. Okay. I mean, I hope they lose. I think they will. I hope they lose. I hope they never win. (laughs) Okay. Gambling has nothing to do with your preferences. What? Has to do with odds, Andrew. That's what I said. We just took. I said they'd be favored in two games. God, are you you really bad at gambling? Listen, no, no, no. Odds. You just like made my argument. No, no, we gamble different. No, we gamble differently. I may be okay with lower odds than you are. Because the the risk reward, 
Ever heard of it? It's the same. We're betting the same thing. There is none. None of that is existing in this current bet. Listen, I'm playing red numbers and you're playing black numbers, okay? Obviously. That's 50-50, isn't it? No, Jay, you don't even know roulette. I don't. <laughs> okay, let's move on. I don't either. To our next Twitter say, are they question. 50-50? I don't know. I have no idea. Our next Twitter question comes from at Grayson Will Banks. Who wants to know what is one guy you really wanted the Thunder to draft, but in hindsight, you're glad they did not? His is Jevin Carter. Javon. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Alicia Manning. Alicia and Javon. (laughs) That's how they read. Uh, Jamon, what about you? Is there anybody that you wish they would have drafted? I mean, I, I've said this before, but it's a long time ago. Is I would have, if I was drafting the same draft with Russell Westbrook, I would have drafted DJ Augustine. Hmm. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, I did not want them to draft Russell in that draft at all. Or I also wanted them to draft draft Rubio over uh, James Harden. Oh man! But to be honest, like I hadn't watched any like tape on anybody. I was just going off of what other people were saying yeah. at the time, and so I well, all just, I watched was like so. I was that was really when the Thunder weren't even here necessarily. So I was still watching college basketball pretty regular, mm-hmm. uh, regularly. And DJ Augustine was really good for Texas. Yeah, and you know, being a Big Twelve guy, I watched a lot of Texas, and so just watching the way he played. And DJ, it's not that DJ Augustine has been bad, but obviously, hey, Russell was the best choice or better choice. Yeah, for sure. You know, Ricky Rubio, though, I think a lot of people were probably on the same page because that oh, dude yeah. had like. Doncic hype, that level. Mm-hmm. I remember what he was. God, he won MVP uh, when he. I mean, he was a pro when he was fifteen for Real Madrid. Is that correct? <laughs> I don't know. Would you I, bet on it? I throw out. Let's a make fact. a bet. I throw out a fact. Yeah, Ask you, is that real? Well, it sounded. He sounded <laughs> confident about it at first. No, but I do remember. I don't know specific. Details. I don't know how old he was, but yeah, he played. He, did he have, was a pro for a long time. He was, and he had some Doncic hype for sure. Yeah, people thought he was going to be great. Yeah, it turns out he's just yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good guy. Yeah, some of those early picks, I was, I did not know what I was talking about, even with like. I did not want them to draft Steven Adams. I think that we mm. wanted them yeah, to take Yeah, it was me and you watching it at your house, and we both were just so sad. No, you, so turn, sad. you turned off the podcast. It was that bad. We wanted them to take Shabazz Muhammad. Yeah, Shabazz. We wanted, ultimately, we wanted to try to trade up to get Victor Oladipo. I remember that was like the goal. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, there were rumors that the Thunder were trying to get the second pick. Yeah. Couldn't make it happen. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Thunder Season, who wants to know, how likely is it that an NBA expansion negatively impacts the Thunder's plans going forward? Who do they protect in a two-team expansion lottery? Also, are tater tots just mini hash browns and thus considered a breakfast item? There used to be some breakfast fast food place that would have tater tots. Sonic. Sonic. Also, Brahms hash browns are essentially tater tots. Chick-fil-A, too, has yeah. like these little potato rounds. Yep. I, think that, so, I, yes, I think that tater tots answer, yeah. are breakfast foods. Sure. I'm, I'm there. I mean, I'm with you. I'm not going to argue with you. You know, at Chick-fil-A, you can request the waffle fries in the morning as well. Fries for Ooh. breakfast. It's I mean, potatoes, menu, are, ask. potatoes are a 24-7 they are they literally can be anywhere that's true so andrew explain i I, i'm gonna at least take a stab at what the uh expansion draft would do so you can protect up to how many players i think it's like eight or nine players that you can protect easily fit the core within that the core should if the core doesn't fit in then we've got problems you got two your core is is just too loose you got too loose of a core so that's where you're going to get in the problem with a team that has so many so many draft picks and so many assets that you're gonna have a bunch of younger guys that they can only protect a certain collection of them like yeah but if you're 
if you're depending on your ninth, tenth, and eleventh players to be shaping who you are, I think it's it's not really where you want to be. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, I think that you would have guys like I think if you were if it were eight guys, it would be like Shea, Dort, Baisley, Teo, Poku. And then from there, I'm just like, yeah, who cares? Like you probably protect Al Horford and you probably protect Al Horford and George Hill just so you can trade him. And then everybody else is like very not consequential at all to anything. So I don't like the expansion draft. If you're a smart team, it's not going to kill you. What ha- what will happen is for an expansion team, it's not bad for the Thunder because they don't have enough good players for it to matter. It's when you're the Lakers or a team that has a lot of like really good players at the top and role players that you need to keep. Then you have to let go of somebody. This is what happened to the Kings. Like The Kings had a pretty good team. Gerald Wallace was a young guy on the back of their roster that they couldn't protect, and the Bobcats took him. And that, that's how they got into that kind of trouble. Is that it's it won't be bad for it won't be bad for the Thunder as of now, just because they don't have enough good players. But if the expansion draft happened in five years, then yeah, the Thunder could get screwed by that because they could. Yeah, but say, is there a timeline on when that happens? I don't know. I don't know. Adam Silver came out and said that somebody they're throwing around like the two billion dollar number on an expansion team. And Adam Silver came out and said that's way too low. Whoa, way too low. Yeah. So I don't know if that's specific to particular markets, because like a smaller market, like two billion would be good. But if you're talking like Seattle, maybe that's what he means. Is like see, like if we're going to expand to Seattle, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna we're gonna need three or four billion mm-hmm. for that to transpire so i mean they probably have ownership groups that they're already talking to about this without a doubt yeah without a doubt i mean it may happen in the next three years yeah they could make it happen as quickly as they needed to once they have the people right yeah once you have the seattle and do it seattle and las vegas make a ton of sense yeah yeah the mexico city one i know they eventually want to be there they've talked about it I don't even understand the logistics of that. I mean, I guess it's not that far away. Every it's not that far. I mean, it's like, I mean, like Toronto is is, a, is very close to some of the other U.S. cities, but it's not. I don't think they would treat it too terribly dissimilar to, yeah, it's to true. that. It's true. But I don't know. I don't know about, I don't know how that would work because it, it's a extremely different country than Canada. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if they ever ever really would expand to Mexico City. Be kind of cool. Yeah, that cool that seems complicated. I think it would be complicated, but I do think Seattle is back on that list. And if Seattle gets a team that's like the like who's the Thunder rival? Is it Houston? Is it <laughs> Memphis? Like that would be like the instant rival. Yeah. Like they would compare themselves to OKC instantly. Yeah, it would it would get heated. Can you imagine the Thunder going into Seattle to play a game? I mean, it would be very intense. You know what will happen is they will probably get luckier than us and be better team than us and have better young players than us. Because that's a way that life seems to work out for me. (laughs) Just for you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, any of these other questions that, um, like the real K Chen asks, the Thunder needs someone long term to match up against guys like AD, Jokic, Zion. Will he draft someone with that profile in twenty one or at a later draft? I would I would guess it, that they're not looking for a stopper. I mean, they're not at the point where they're look, to where they need to look for a stopper today. For any of those guys. They don't even have starters. They don't even have anybody. They don't have you can't start you can't start getting stoppers if you don't have starters. You gotta yeah, you're ex- that's exactly right. Uh let's see. Can we try George Hill for Bull Bowl just so that we can have the Horford Poku Bull Bowl Bays and Roby lineup? I would love that. Then they could actually use George Hill. But I think they like Bull. 
Uh, Smiling Contender wants to know, maybe I dreamt this, but didn't Trevor Ariza get traded to OKC? Is he just working from home? Yep, COVID precautions. They're basically, they just said like, Trevor, stay away. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Trevor. Just, just stay away. Uh, at the Brody 2020, would you prefer Lou Dort or OG and a newbie? Lou. I might prefer OG just because he's got better. He's got really good size where he can play two through four. I like Lou Dort's youngness. I know. I know OG isn't that much older than Lou Dort. Yeah, he's not. That, he can't. Be he's that really much not. Older. But I like. I like. I think Lou Dort has a higher ceiling. I think they both have pretty high ceilings. Huh. I, I think OG's going to be good. Would you say OG's going to be uh, Jimmy Butler? It's possible. He's got a similar 2% chance to get there. <laughs> uh, yeah, OG's averaging 13 points per game, six boards, one and a half assists on 37% from three and almost six attempts per game. Yeah, and he has the game, and he has a game winner in his career already. He does, in the playoffs. Ludor could have had that. He's 23. Oh, wow, he's so much younger than I thought he was. So much. I thought in my head he was maybe 24. He's super good. To me, the only reason I wouldn't take OG is just because of the injury history Mm. versus Dort. Dort is a safer safer pick based on injury history. But I would say versatility-wise, I'd probably rather have OG. Dort is very good. It's not an easy decision. It's not an easy decision. I I like Dort's approach a little bit more it's a little bit more aggressive than og og can really fit into his spot and i really appreciate that and that was clearly very important for them to win a championship that year but dort could really be i I see that kind of aggressive approach enabling him to become a star yeah we'll see Oh, let's see. Uh, Miguel Devella wants to know who among you guys would be the most qualified to be Poku's personal nutritionist at this time of his career that he needs to beef up. Provide us with a sample of breakfast, lunch, and dinner plan that you would give him. It's so obviously Luke. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. Because a guy like uh, a guy like Poku is so skinny, he can just eat whatever he wants, but he needs to pack on those calories because his body, it's not going to go fat. This isn't a Jokic type of guy. This isn't no. a Jokic type of body here. He just needs weight. So <laughs> he needs Luke's diet of Arby's, Little Caesars, Chinese food. <laughs> so, he, so he doesn't need Luke as his nutritionist. He just needs to like live with Luke and just go wherever he goes. Yeah, I mean, that's just what it is. Just whatever Luke eats, that's what you eat, and Luke gets paid to eat. Okay. Uh, Disgrunted Dave wants to know, can you name a food that you generally love, but it would be very hard for you to eat at 6 a.m. right after you wake up? Hmm. I think that I used to probably feel this way about a lot of different food, but I feel like I could eat whatever. I know. (laughs) I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time. Would you like a Arby's roast beef sandwich? I'm just have Luke's diet on my mind. Yeah. I would eat eat that. (laughs) Maybe it's like probably a fish meal, like a nice fish dinner. I'm not eating that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's probably the only thing though. Steak, chicken, Chinese food, pizza. All those are breakfast foods. Lo mein. Oh yeah, that's breakfast. That's breakfast. I've eaten. Oh, that's that's easy in my house. <laughs> I think fish is the only thing I probably couldn't do. Yeah, that would not be great. Mm-hmm. What about soup? Yeah. Could you eat a soup? Oh yeah, a French onion in the morning. Gross. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, with some toasty baguettes. That feels gross. Feels that good. is that is you would seriously? Would you eat? Yeah, I really would. Would you eat escargot? I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat that anytime. I don't think. Would you? Oh yeah. Have you had it? Yeah, I've had it. I've had it at Juniors. Oh, <laughs> Juniors! Oh my gosh, <laughs> forgot about Juniors. Oh, myth, 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 miffed and peeved. Are you miffed? Are you peeved? Do you got one? I don't have Give one. Give me a second. Dang it, Taylor. 
You're supposed. This is your only job was to no. prepare for this. No, my only job was to do Tayshon's factoid fakery dickery, and then cuss on the podcast. Right. That's what you did. I did it. Miffed. Uh, my car is just falling apart. Oh actually. no! Really? Yeah. It's it's not that old. It's not. There's just a lot of there's a lot of noises happening all of a sudden. <laughs> like it sounds like an old. Maybe what your grandparents' car would sound like, where it's just creaking. Yeah. Where it's just like squealing when you're stopping. Yeah. I have no idea why. The thing underneath, oh, you know what messed it up was when it snowed a lot. Yeah. My car is so low to the ground and it's basically all plastic. It's a Kia Rio. <laughs> it's just a box of plastic. So nothing's really hanging on very tight on oh, that thing. No. So when I'm going over some like snowy bumps, it's just ripping the, uh, the thing, that, the plastic sheet underneath the car. Yeah. You can tell I'm a car guy. That protects all the guts. Yeah. Uh, that just like started falling off and it's just dragging on the ground oh, now. No. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know, man. It's just, I, I, I'd love for this car to last even 100000 And it easily should. But I'm yeah. so bad at respecting my, my goods. <laughs> that I don't know if it's going to make it. 